Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. All the best strategies, tech, tools, and mindset to help you create a life and career you love. Today I'm talking about how to sharpen your social skills. And the reason why that's important is because nearly everything we do in life involves and or includes other people. It involves a social situation, whether you are dealing with family, with friends, a church situation, at your job, whether you go to the hardware store or the grocery store. Anything you do is social, unless you're by yourself, in which case you might not need this. But most things in life include social situations. So why not learn how to sharpen your social skills? Before we get into that, though, I want to invite you to check out my new podcast called Finding the Next Level. It's a five-day-a-week podcast, two- to five-minute episodes, really short, just little nuggets that you can apply to your life to move to the next level in life, because... We all want to reach the next level, so check it out. Go to FindingNextLevel.com or search Finding the Next Level in all your podcast players. It's out there. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Before we jump into the main topic of the show, I want to share something with you that I've been thinking about. Um, lately, I've been thinking a lot about motivation and how, how do we get motivated? What does motivation come from? Where, why do we sometimes feel super motivated and sometimes we're just like not motivated at all? Like, I just don't have the motivation to go put siding on my house or to go to work or I just don't feel motivated to do the thing. And, and as I thought about the times when I felt motivated, as I thought about how motivation comes. I realize that I don't ever feel motivated to get out of my present state unless I'm in pain. Then that's a motivator. Pain is a motivator. But I don't feel motivated to get up off the couch and go work on my house. I don't feel motivated to get up off of my couch and go cut the grass. I don't feel motivated to get up off the couch and go cook a steak. I want to eat the steak, and unless I'm really hungry, you know, I don't have that motivation. I'd rather sit there on the couch half the time. Or I'd rather stay in the present state, rather be reading my book. I'd rather be sitting by the river. I'd rather be fishing while I'm fishing. But if I'm not fishing, I don't want to do the work it takes to go fishing. I don't have that motivation. And as I thought about when I do feel motivated, it's while I'm in the process of it. When I'm motivated to fish is while I'm fishing. When I'm motivated to work on the house is while I'm getting things done on the house. Motivation comes in the process so what really is the core issue? When, when we say I'm not motivated to go do the thing, what do we really mean? And the realization struck me, and I didn't like what it was. And it's really changed how I, how I go about doing things. The, the realization was this. 
I'm not disciplined. I'm not disciplined to go work on my house. I'm not disciplined enough to make myself stop what I'm currently doing and go build a shelter for the cows that are coming this weekend. I'm not disciplined enough to actually put my head down and get to work. It's not that I'm not motivated. It's that I'm not disciplined enough to make myself follow through on the motivations. It's that I'm not disciplined enough to go actually do what I know needs to be done. So from now on, when you catch yourself saying, boy, I just don't feel motivated to go do X, Y, Z, start telling yourself, I'm not disciplined to go do the thing. It's not motivation. Motivation is not the issue. Discipline is the issue. If you can change that conversation from one of motivation to one of discipline, I can almost guarantee you will start getting more of the things done that you say you want to do that you currently are saying you're not motivated to do. Now for the main topic of this show, sharpening your social skills. I've got nine tips to implement and three action steps that you can start taking today. I'm going to share my screen for those of you that are watching this on video. Let's see. All right, here we are. Sharpening your social skills. So whether or not you consider yourself a social person, and I think on some level all of us are, or at least we need to be once in a while. So even the most introverted like me, and independent, which I'm also independent, even the most introverted and independent of us, we have social commitments that we have to deal with from time to time. If you struggle in those situations, use these nine tips to help you sharpen your social skills. These are great. So the first one is to start small. One of the best ways to sharpen your social skills is by starting small in your everyday life. Small talk, which I struggle with big time, is a great way to sharpen your social skills. And it doesn't take a lot of extra effort. The next time I say, neighbor says, good morning, just be willing to engage in a short chat. Like just talk about the weather, even though you hate it, even though you hate talking about the weather, just talk about the weather a little bit. Talk about what's going on in their job or ask them about their family. It's the small things. Just do it. Number two, ask open-ended questions, okay? This is something that I struggle with and my wife is really good at. When I ask a question, it tends to be a cut-and-dried yes or no question. You know, like, is it yes or is it no? Which will it be? But if you can ask an open-ended question that really gets the other person talking, it opens them up and draws them out. It is a great way to enhance your social interactions. So instead of of asking questions that just get a quick yes or a no, like, uh, hey, did you, have you been shopping lately or did you go check out the new store? Ask questions that require more thoughtful answers and be like, what did you think of the new store? How did you feel when you heard that the store was opening? 
Or, I mean, those are just random things that popped into my head. It's not like I'd go to the store all the time. You would think that the way that just popped into my head. But those are, that's an example of closed versus open-ended questions. If you can, and if you can ask open-ended questions that keeps the other person engaged and you don't have to carry the conversation by yourself, that's something that us introverts struggle with and we're almost fearful of is having to carry that conversation alone. Asking the open-ended questions of the other people allows them to do the talking. Number three, find and gather with like-minded people. So if you struggle with those social situations, make things easier on yourself by finding people who have similar interests as you. If you like snowboarding, Find and hang out with people and talk with people that like snowboarding. If you like fishing, talk with people that like fishing. If you like beekeeping, talk with people about beekeeping. Farming, talk with people about farming. Construction, talk with people about construction. When you're talking about things that you already love, you are a lot more at ease. You, you, The conversation flows better. You don't feel like you have to come up with a prim and proper answer because you know the, the content that you're talking about. So it just flows a lot better. Find like-minded people. All right, number four, develop your active listening skills. You know, when we think about social situations. We think about the the speaking part, the talking, the the spewing of words, okay? But the best people the people that are most interesting in a social situation are the good listeners. Okay? Social skills are just as much about listening as it is about speaking. So you need to make sure that you are a good active listener. That means making eye contact, using other nonverbal cues and acting interested in the person that's speaking to you. Not looking around, not checking your phone, not focused elsewhere, but engaged with the person in front of you. That is active listening. And number five, this is one that I'm working on daily, and that is become a better storyteller. Everybody loves a great storyteller. Being able to tell a great story is one of the best ways to sharpen your social skills. No matter how awkward or anxious you feel, if you can tell a story that gets everyone on the edge of their seat or busting out laughing, they will remember you. And a really great way to actually practice storytelling is by writing stories. So whether that's blogging or journaling or writing it down on your phone or or whatever, becoming a better storyteller, you you have to internalize a story. And one of the best ways to do that is to write it. So that was number five. Number six, learn to read body language. My wife is a fantastic body language reader. I'm trying to get better at it. Obviously, you can tell as we go through these things, I'm not the best person in a social situation. My wife is fantastic. She's she's made a great study of it her whole life. But body language is one of the things that she picks up on like nobody's business. And But you don't have to be a master of body language if you know the basics. All you need to know is... The small cues. If you know what to look for, then you can tell how people are responding to you. 
You know when to stop talking. You know when to continue talking. You can tell if people are engaged or annoyed or humored or rushed or or whatever. You can pick up on what people are feeling about the conversation. Number seven, plan out a few good conversation starters. So if, like me, you struggle in social situations, it's good to have a couple of good conversation starters or stories in your back pocket. Okay, That give, makes you more confident in your social interactions, and it makes sure you have something to say when the conversation goes down to nothing. If nothing else, here, here's something that I've done for a long time, is when the conversation goes to nothing, say Abraham Lincoln, and when people are like, what? Abraham Lincoln, then say, yes, anytime you're in a group of people and the conversation dies out, somebody in that group is thinking of Abraham Lincoln. This time it happened to be me, but next time it's probably going to be you. And sure enough, <laughs> that it happens. So, if, But if you have a good story or a good conversation starter, like a few good questions to get people talking, then... That is a uh, – it boosts your confidence and helps you to be more at ease in those uncomfortable situations. Number eight, turn off the distractions. Now, this is going to be hard for some people to hear, but you need to turn your phone off. Okay, And I'm the world's worst at this. I have my phone on me at all times. It is an extension of my body. But it is so hard to have a meaningful conversation, a meaningful connection with the other person if your phone is constantly beeping or if you're constantly checking your phone. And I mean at the very least, turn it on vibrate and stick it in your pocket. Like you need to turn off the distractions. If you're, if you're going out to eat with somebody – Turn your back to the TV at the restaurant. You know, turn turn your back to the place where the distractions are. My eye gets caught by movement. Like any movement, I have to look at it. I look at the movement that's happening anywhere. If it if I catch movement in the corner in the corner of my eye, I have to look over and see what's going on. So if you can Turn your back to the distractions. Turn your back to the potential area where the movement is happening. That will help you focus a lot on your, uh, on your social partner. Number nine, the thing we need to remember is that we get what we give in any situation. Like most things in life, when it comes to social interactions, you get back what you put in You know, at your job. You know, if you don't work, you don't get paid. So you, you get back what you put in. In a social situation, if you want people to be interested in you, then you need to show interest in them. In the Bible, it says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Or put another way, a man who is friendly has friends. So if you want people to be nice to you, be nice to them first. And then, you know, it, it goes back and forth. There's a give and a take. If you want people to come help you on your house or to come help you on a project at your place or to come over to hang out around the fire, do those things for them first. Like go help them first. If you want them to invite you over for, for their party 
in the bonfire, invite them over to your place for a game night or something. You need to take the first step in the situation because you get what you give. That's the nine tips I've got for you to try. It's three things that you can start doing today is starting with small talk. I know you probably hate small talk, but just start. This is a great practice for your social skills and it, um, it, it boosts your current relationships. Next thing to do is to uh, figure out what your interests are, the things you're passionate about, things you're excited about. Focus your social interactions on people that share those common interests and passions and values. And then come up with a few conversation starters, like a exciting or a funny story that you can use in the conversation or when the conversation starts to dwindle. And then make sure that the stories or the questions match the audience. That's what I've got for you today. I'd love to know how you are in a social situation. I'd love to know, you know, what your biggest struggle is when it comes to interacting with other people and and finding that connection point. Let me know what you've got. Send an email to ken at constructiveliberty.com. Tell me how your social interactions go. If you're great at it, just learning, trying to get better, and uh, what the benefit to you has been in becoming more sociable. I'd love to hear that. Do good work.